Soulful Souls, Courtney here. This podcast is intended to share our journeys navigating neurodivergence and spirituality to inspire you on your journey. There is no intention here of giving medical or health advice. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified professional. Welcome to Spiritually Divergent, where our goal is uprooting trauma to plant new seeds. My name is Ariana, and I'm here with Courtney. Hey, hey. And today's episode, we decided to just do a channeling episode, so it might look a little different, and there might be a little bit of rambling, but we're just going to go with it and see what comes and what flows. Yeah, we just wanted to kind of recreate what our natural conversations look like. So we're taking a stab at no structure today. So get ready. No structure. <laughs> Woohoo! What is structure? <laughs> so let's start with the card pool. Um, I'm going to be pulling today because Courtney doesn't have her deck. But <laughs> um, do you want to do three or one or what are you feeling? Let's do three. We might need a little bit more okay. guidance okay. today. Let's just say, universe, what do you want from to give us today? It's so I'm using this deck that I don't usually use. Um, yeah, Abby Soul Tarot, and it's so the cards are so much smaller and thinner than like my normal deck. <laughs> this is the one with the really trippy images, though, right? Yes, and it has like the silver sides. Yes, yes. Like it's a vibe. Yeah. Okay. Universe, speak to us. Ooh, I'm so excited. Okay. I never get to be on this end. (laughs) (laughs) So the first card we got is the Temptress. Oh my gosh. I've never had that one before. Really? I've gotten it a couple times, but (laughs) you know, um, and then the next card we got is the eight of wands and then we have the 10 of wands. So the Temptress is about peace um and balance in your mind body and spirit okay. so I think that's very fitting you know if we're going to be channeling we got to have some peace in our and mind all body. that balance all of that balance and do you want to see the card she's like in a field Ooh. it's I do like this deck is so vibrant she's like in a lavender field it looks like mm-hmm. and she's like has her eyes closed and this like soft smile and it's just kind of like meditating with the wind and just very at peace and present yeah I was gonna say like in her power but in a very peaceful way yeah yeah very calm and the eight of wands is about sudden action must be taken so just being a little bit more uh, I guess actionable and aligned action is what I'm thinking Um, but also in your action so the card is it looks like some people water rafting. Mm-hmm. It's like, like all working together. Exactly. But they're laughing. Like when you see their small mannerisms, uh-huh. they're laughing, having a good time. Very and intentional. Like when I think of the action that they're doing, they all have to be very intentional at working together at the same time to make it work, you know? Yes. And as a collective, and we have to be intentional as we work together, um, And just helping and helping us all ascend. So I love that. And also just like them being on the river, like really flowing Mm -hmm. with the currents of life Mm -hmm. and experiences. 
differences, but working together so that they can have fun, but also reach their goal safely. So yeah. Wow. I love you right now. Great (laughs) meeting. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And then next we have the 10 of wands. So this is release the burdens that are not yours to bear. Um, Mm. And I think that's really also going back, tying back into what we're saying about the collective. And if you have burdens that, you know, when you're working as a whole in a unit, if you're taking on other people's burdens that can weigh you down and you can't be in your role to serve the collective. And Mm -hmm. so remembering what's yours and what's not and letting go of what's weighing you down so that you can fully like immerse yourself in what your gift is and what you're meant to share with others. Yeah. I love that. And when you're carrying the burden of others, it makes it harder to have that healing and ascension when you're carrying energy that's not yours. Yeah. And like also looking at this image, so it's a woman, she's kind of in the desert, she's carrying stacks of looks like wood over her. And I just feel like playing your role in a tribe and like really assisting and everyone's working hard and everyone's playing their part in lending and helping um, to eliminate burdens from others and like stepping in to assist. So yes. that's also the- I'm also kind of getting, when you talk about tribal, I'm thinking of um, traumatic experiences from colonialism and kind of like setting down the burdens of those traumas and, and yeah. using that as a release towards ascension. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) It's going to be a good one. (laughs) So those are our cards for today. And I'm excited to, I feel like we're already flowing a little bit. Yeah, I love that you keep using the word collective because that is just a hot button topic in my mind lately around the collective conscious and how we all have these experiences living in our bodies somewhere just because we're human we can tap into this database of collective consciousness that stores all of our memories all of our emotions and I was sharing with you the other day I had this realization I think that's why I was so like empathetic and kind of depression and anxiety ridden as a child because I would watch a movie and be you know, struck, awestruck for a few days processing what happened to a certain character, knowing that I felt that in some way, but not actually ever having that experience in this lifetime. And it's just been powerful to recognize. I think even as a child, I had this deep intuition that I was experiencing things for the collective. Yeah, the nodes and the tethers, you know, like we're all each individual little nodes and we're tethered together. So we experience and grow together and feel together um, instead of being divided. But then also like you saying that just makes me think of the Akashic Records and how (laughs) and kind of that database or that book or that library, however you visualize and experience, but you know, the collectives of yourself, as in your past lives and experiences, and then the collectives mm-hmm. of other people in their past lives. So right. and how we all communicate together on different timelines. Yeah. And how it all kind of dwindles down to the same thing. It's just these different threads of human experience. And 
just to define the Akashic Records a little bit more, it's this energetic database of all all life forms, like memories, emotions, events, even intentions. I read that on a post the other day, even like an emotional intention is an energetic thing that lives in the Akashic Records. And I think we all have the ability to tap into that and could be part of the reason why we experience such strong empathy, some people more than others, you know? And when you say intention, it also makes me think of how you know, before we decide to come to earth and our, like how our souls make agreements Mm -hmm. about what intentions and lessons we want to have for this lifetime and this interaction. So Mm -hmm. like when you're saying intentions, that's what I think of. And it's like, okay, I can feel the intention of my past life. We didn't achieve that in the life before. So that's being continued and passed on to me because we weren't able to succeed and grow and learn in that life before so now it's our time to do it again like we're just gonna the universe is gonna make you do it over and over again (laughs) until you learn and grow and so I think about like what intentions are within us um, of our own past lives but also generational intentions um, and how DNA and and generational trauma and like all of that is passed on that's Mm -hmm. just also where my mind goes Yeah. And I think it's epigenetics is a word that you and I used to talk about a lot. It's how trauma can be passed down through your DNA. So I think it can be a little bit of both that you're experiencing things generationally from your specific culture and from your specific bloodline. And then there's wiggle room for spiritual things from all life forms, from all type of human experience that are also living in you yeah and do you think that so with the akashic records do you have access to your ancestors records as well Ooh, right that would be a really great question to ask someone who maybe knows a little bit more about it because i would like to think yes i would like to think yes too and honestly i'm getting kind of cold thinking about that here we go here we go (laughs) that's a sign right (laughs) I I don't see why not like you have access to infinite wisdom from generations and and like you said they're in your DNA so having access to their records to learn from their experiences as well and being able to like weave out what what knowledge is useful is helpful for me at this Mm -hmm. current time and this present moment that I need to ascend and what can I pull on from my ancestors so that as a generation, we can ascend, you know, generationally, right. and we can ascend as a whole, because that's my role right now is the ascension for my family, as, mm-hmm. as well as the collective. Right. And how that relates to what you just said about intention, and how there's this part of us that can just sense how I'm supposed to grow and how I'm supposed to learn based off of the things I don't maybe appreciate from my generational past. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just understanding that everyone has their own trauma and that trauma is to assist in your ascension as well as theirs. Yeah. And those lessons and those roles that you asked for. And, you know, friends and family have been your, your friends have been your parents in a past life or have mm-hmm. been like, you know, they're connected to you in some way um, all throughout your journey and experiences. And so it's like, 
you get a different perspective because when the relationship is different, you're getting a different perspective of a similar trauma that they had or experienced. Yes. Getting a new perspective of that for you to learn and see it in a new light and experience and feel it in a new light as well. Because I feel like sometimes when you, when your parents tell you something, you're like, yeah, whatever. But when your friends say the same thing, you're a little bit more open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you're a little bit more willing to listen. And I think that that is why, you know, those souls switch roles and they spread themselves out from your parent to your grandparent, to your friend, to your sister, like they switch around so that you can learn and get all of the pieces together. Yeah. Um, really understand the energy, the intention, the emotion behind a lesson or trauma. Yes. You know yeah. what it's reminding me of? A while back when you started working with your mentor, Ebony, she told you maybe you're the cycle breaker for this perfectionism because you were the one who created it in yes, a different exactly. life or a different uh, timeline. And now you have, you're kind of experiencing the most weight of these perfectionism patterns from your family because you have to feel it that hard because you created them. <laughs> yeah, and I'm so glad you brought that up because honestly, yes, when she told me that, I was like, like mine shook because I was like, that makes so much sense. Like I started it, I have to end it and I have to take responsibility for my role in creating that and understanding why that was created in the first place. You know, like, why did I feel the need to create that? And as a Black woman and living in America, I feel like the perfectionism comes from, and the masking as well, is it's like created when you are, I'm not that far away from generations. My grandma experienced segregation. Like, I'm not that far away from this generational trauma of how we were being perceived by other races, especially white races. And so I think that that perfectionism and that mask of like, I have to be perceived a certain way or I have to be, keep myself in line so that they don't think I'm this aggressive black woman or I'm this, this and that. And like, I have to really be mindful of that. And so that pressure of trying to stay into a mold um, of Eurocentric mentality Mm-hmm. is the weight that has then been passed down of like you have to stay in that mold and now I'm like fuck a mold <laughs> like you know like fuck that I don't want anything to do with that and so it's learning that like by staying in that mold how much of ourselves we have suppressed and how much of our expression and culture we have su- suppressed and you know that code switching as well is like we can only fully express we can't express all of ourselves at the same time we can only express parts of ourselves at once. And so it's like, oh, if I'm around certain people, I get to, you know, I get to code switch and they get to see this side of me, but then I have to go back and be this like other professional, like perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having to go between those two roles and not being able to express both, both at the same time, I think can be really hindering. Um, but also like my mom was laughing because my cousin and I were having a conversation the other day and she was like, you guys code switched like three different times in that conversation. Like, and she was just laughing. She was like, it was so funny because like you guys understood each other and you, but you were just going. And I, and I love that capability, but yeah, that's just like where my mind goes with all yeah. that. Yeah. I love that you're sharing that as you were talking, I got this visual of your soul choosing in that lifetime during segregation or whenever it started, right? Maybe even further back. 
yeah. around the, like your soul made this choice. I'm going to suppress this for now, but I'm going to come back in Ariana's time <laughs> and she's going to do it because I know that she can do it. I'm going to come back as her. And yeah. I think there's probably a lot of that happening in a lot of people's souls and the kind of these movements that we're seeing with black culture across America. And yeah. I, I think maybe a lot of souls are like ready to move on from that time period where you chose to uh, suppress out of survival. Yeah, assimilate is the word that I that yes. comes to assimilate. And as you're saying this, it it goes back to things I've talked to you about that I want to explore more, which is just like understanding my ancestral tree more before slavery, before my family was brought over here. Where do I come from? What are my spiritual roots? You know, like I get visuals of them, mm. but like, and I get visuals of my ancestors and people who I faces, I don't know, but I feel safe with. And I see them in my fire circle. I see them in my tribe. I see these women supporting yeah. through everything. And it's like, how can I heal generational trauma, like spiritually and energetically and use the Akashic records to learn about my physical lineage, but also my energetic lineage at the same time? Yeah. And it makes me think of dance and what we're learning about how dance can kind of speed up your trauma processing. and. Yes. I don't know when you said energy and your tribal stuff that you've talked about before I just get visuals of you like dancing it all away (laughs) yes which is I think a meditation that I've told you about before Mm -hmm. when I had my first fire circle and it was like we were just dancing together and like they were all surrounding me I'm in a circle of fire they're surrounding and dancing around me and I can feel their energy like energizing me, but also healing me. And it was just such a beautiful experience. And that's when I feel like some of my gifts started to like strengthen when I had that visual meditation. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting too, because when I, when I feel like I, when I collected all of my inner child ages is when I started to experience these visuals of these other women and past women and they were really like helping me heal some of this trauma and even when I think about family constellation work and like trying to heal my family as a whole I just like this visual of like I'm not alone in healing it might seem like it but I'm not because there are generations of ancestors I don't even know assisting me in healing and when I was in Arkansas a couple months ago I think I told you that I was just like walking around and it's just like the sound, the smell, like it was just so strong and potent of like, wow, I can feel the energy of my ancestors here. I can feel their strength. I can feel their power and I can feel their love and support connecting me and building me up in a way. Mm -hmm. And like that they're like hinting at me, like, Ooh, you're getting closer to really opening this shit up wide and like Uh seeing everything. And so yeah. And almost presenting that resource to you at the right time to say, this is what it feels like. This yeah. is the feeling of connection. And it reminds me of, we, we need to stop letting go of logically, like looking for things to make sense and just trust the feelings. And I think that what you're trying to emulate from your ancestors is the feeling of being mm-hmm. connected and grounded And it seems like that's what you got when you were walking around this land, you know? Yes. yes. And I feel like the connection too, like um, 
before Courtney and I started the podcast, we did a tarot card reading together. And in the reading, she mentioned African magic to me. And she was like, you're going to start exploring that. That's something that's going to come open to you. And I feel like I'm tiptoeing, but I'm waiting for like that moment for it to really just like show itself so clearly. But I feel like, like you said, emotionally, I'm starting to connect with it. And so then behind that, I feel it could be the energy and the intention that can come um, and the logical knowledge that can come behind that as well. But it starts with the feeling like that little thread of this is what it feels like to channel and to be connected in this type of magic and energy. Mm -hmm. And if I can really hone in that sensation and feeling it's almost like manifesting you know like you really have to hone that feeling and what does it feel like in your body how do you feel when you're in that place having that like it's the exact same thing but manifesting backwards in a way because it's the frequency you know yes and I think what you're tapping into with your ancestry is that frequency of ultimate love almost yeah yeah and support from each other yeah in the strength you know like we are so much more than you know we are so much more than being black in America like we are so much more and so much stronger than that and there's so much more tribal roots and strength and wisdom and culture and all I want to (laughs) cry I could feel it. I felt no, that tinge in you your feel voice. It? Like I, I can cry because I can feel the roots of like what my family stands for. And there's so much more to be discovered. And mm. like I get to take, and, and, and it's exciting too, because the more I learn about those roots, I can implement them into planning new roots mm-hmm. into my family, into the future of my family. So yeah, <laughs> that was a lot my heart I feel feel my heart growing 10 sizes and it reminds me of Coco Pelly Mm -hmm. and how you have been noticing that was the same day that we got the tarot reading where this woman just gave you a Coco Pelly necklace and she sensed that it was connected to you and when you started looking into it it all started making sense that this is part of that tribal stuff that I've been seeing Yes, yes, yes. Sokopelli represents like um, nurturing, fertility, and mischief, which I think is really funny. Of course. (laughs) The mischief part is funny, but yeah, that whole experience, that was the same day. And this woman, um, she gave me this necklace. And when she was like, I I found it, Courtney and I, we were just at this event and I just saw this necklace and I couldn't stop staring at it. I was just so obsessed with it. I was it like, is kind it of mesmerizing. It is. And it was calling to me. And I was just like staring at it. And she's like, well, why don't you try it on? Because <laughs> I'm just staring at it like obsessed. And I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, I should try it on. And like, as she's putting it on me, her hands are shaking. And as soon as she finishes clasping, we both just break down in tears because it was just this wave of emotions and she was like you're you're connecting back with another part of yourself like Mm -hmm. you are reconnecting and with a part of you that you forgot that you were and it was just such an emotional beautiful experience of like wow like this this is a part of me this is who I am this is something I need to learn about and explore and I definitely have more I want to learn about Coco Pelli and like those roots of mine and but yeah, I just, there's just been a lot of that. That's been a big theme for me lately, I feel like, is yeah. the generational ancestral work. 
and going back to the magic, the African magic, it reminds me you naturally do these things. So I just want to point out to you when you left your apartment, you like naturally led yourself through a little spell. (laughs) And after you did it, you were like, oh, oh, that was kind of a little spell. How cute. And so I think you do have really good instincts in that magical direction. And that's such a good point because in the moment I was like I have no idea where this is coming from (laughs) like in the moment I just started like putting things out and I was like this feels like it goes there and that's usually like how I do a lot of things Mm -hmm. like when I'm laying out like my crystal patterns or something I'm just like this goes here this goes here and then I'll and sometimes like if I'll just hold a crystal and be like where do you go like I'll just like feel like where is it that you're meant to be and I'll just feel it out but that definitely was a moment I just and, and, and I also felt like maybe it was a little bit of Claire cognizance and it's like that cognizance in the Claire's like is that coming also from source and with a twist of like ancestral information yes. and like the Akashics like it's all combined and I just opened a book in the Akashics and like they're like hey they're reading me the spell like imagine like I imagine like my ancestors reading me this spell to perform and they're like yeah do this magic right now um and 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 I was really just like it was about gratitude and abundance and love and like just sharing all of that and Mm -hmm. I just thought of it as like you know my cognizance but it's like am I pulling cognizance just from the universe or also the Akashic records at the same time or from my past lives or like you know and I I think it can be all of it I think the ancestors help like source dwindle down how it needs to speak to you and Mm -hmm. that's when it becomes unique for each person is like okay which akashic record fits best for ariana how is she where's she gonna get it it's gonna come from these people this energy yeah and what way does it show up does it show visually is an auditory thing like how how do we present it for her to truly interpret and understand what is happening right And I think that's when gratitude comes into play because I, like we said in the last episode with the Claire's and intuition, even if you don't understand it in the moment, you know, the message, you know, what you need to do, even if you don't understand where it's coming from or why. And so just saying, thank you. Like, okay, I see you ancestors, source, whoever, all of you. (laughs) And thank you. Yeah. Because it's guiding me in the right direction. Yeah. And like you said, too, I might not understand now, but I'm present in the moment of this is presenting itself to me. I'm grateful that's presenting and I'm going to hold on to it until I'm ready to interpret it or ready to understand the intention behind it or even to set a new intention behind it. Because I think that when we're healing, too, in the gratitude, like we're shifting how we talk about it and communicate it and share it and we're replanting that seed you know I whenever I talk about these things I always you know my visuals are always a field grass fire like something in like roots dirt like be like outside in the ground (laughs) rolling around yeah which is coming to you for a reason you know yeah 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 I know that there will be a moment when I step on some sort of like sacred land and I'm just going to connect and be like this is what I've been visualizing and I feel like once I just start with one I'm going on a spiritual ancestral world tour (laughs) that's just like (laughs) 
to call it, my ancestral world tour of where I go to different places and landmarks that are calling to me and I uncover new parts of myself in my history. And I get all of that spiritual downloads and I don't know, that feels like, (laughs) I mean, I've talked about this, like I do want to go on a journey like that and share it with other people. Mm -hmm. And I would love to share Especially, I would love to share with other Black people who don't know much about their history and, like, how can I use learning about my own ancestors and my own power to help others connect with theirs, their ancestors and their roots and their power and where does that come from? So that's definitely, you know, like, on my list. (laughs) Right. That is definitely something you've talked about before, kind of being a supporter of black people in the collective awakening and the like yeah. raising of the collective yeah. consciousness and connecting yeah. to your roots yeah yeah we got a lot of that collective trauma like stuff we still experience now and just collective healing and releasing and reconnecting with our true power that we have um, because we are so much more and we have so much more lineage in history connected with us that we've yet to discover and maybe some people have but like we should all have access to that information Mm -hmm. and like I'm trying to open those Akashic records for everyone I want everyone to be able to like go into that room and find their ancestors and connect and that would just be that really speaks to me yeah I'm getting chills a little bit too because I can just hear that in your voice um there's already an intention there's already a big intention there so something is bound to happen yeah and yeah that goes back to what you were just saying about what we were saying about the intentions of the past life and like me starting the perfectionism and like coming into me having to be the one to break that again and Mm -hmm. so just you know we're, we're setting new intentions now that I'm breaking perfectionism it's like what are my new intentions that I'm setting for generations to come and how do I send love and gratitude and and even like I've said before I don't you know like the older version of me that created the perfectionism they did it for a reason they did it for protection it's like the same way you know we talk about our ego like they do those yeah. things are put in place to protect us in what we need in that moment and when they're ready to be undone they will present themselves and we will have to work through to undo them so that's how we just keep growing generation after generation. So yeah. Yeah. I'm curious for you, you know, like I said, for me, breaking the perfectionism, the masking, that is what my lesson is, or at least part of my lesson for me to break generationally. What do you feel like your generational lesson is? I think the big things that have been coming up for me lately are like when I think about my generational past and kind of these women that I know of, um, I think it's like healing without boundaries and Mm. kind of like being the woman who is like fluid for everyone else. Yes. And like kind of the codependency that I've been trying to challenge myself through around, like, I don't have to be that woman who's just like, they're doing it for everybody else. I can still be a healer and I can still be a kind and caring partner and mother and still find that balance of who I am as an individual and hold my own power within that. And I think those are like 
the messages that I get from my ancestors is like, we did our time to like, they kind of similar to you. It's like, they chose to be in that wifey role because yeah. it was what the collective kind of needed at the time right if you think about war and all of the things that women were like getting people through at home yeah yeah and now I feel like my grandmother and other women from the past are like it's your turn like be our voice you know like (laughs) say all of the things that we never got to say like it's your turn Um, but yeah a couple months ago in the last the full moon where we were together that was a big thing that came up for me was like what kind of mother and partner do I actually want to be? What are the values that I want to set down for my past? And how do I actually actively want to choose my role in these relationships? Yeah. I mean, I think you have so much strength and um, courage and love to give. And you've been working on opening your throat chakra a lot. And um I feel like also like you bring up that full moon. I feel like that's why you were in my fire circle. And like we were just saying mm-hmm. at the beginning, like, you know, those soul connections show up in different ways. Your parents are like in a past mm-hmm. life, like they show up as your friend. And I feel like that's why you were in my fire circle during that meditation. Yeah. And that ceremony together is because like that awakening um, as well, like our soul ties. Yeah. And I think we've talked about before, we were actually talking about this the other day in our friendship. I feel like you have been a big source for me to remember that part of myself. So I'm sure that speaks to some of our soul ties too, because I've always admired your ability to just be within yourself and let the chips fall where they may and not, you know, be walked on and things like that. And I, I think that's part of our soul tie that I'm meant to like get that not get energy from you but like see that energy within you and figure out what it looks like for me to cultivate that within myself no definitely I I've always been very unapologetic about speaking my voice (laughs) my throat chakra has always been sometimes too open and at times maybe overused and overexhausted um a hundred percent and so I think that what's been coming up for me is my solar plex and willpower and you know how I think that over the years it's gotten a little overused but also my light's been dimmed a little bit because people have always labeled my confidence or my expression my willpower as um, intimidating or too much or too this and so I feel like you're very very balanced in that way And so I feel like I learned that from you and we kind of bounce off of each other. You just kind of remind me that that is my power and my strength and I'm allowed to use it. And I think that I forget that sometimes. So, you know, I appreciate that you can remind me that that is authentically me and my power and I don't need to silence it or try to suppress it to make other people comfortable. So I really appreciate that. <laughs> Aww. It's our soul ties working together to help each other evolve as always. <laughs> so if there was one message you feel like ancestrally you are meant to share or say, or you mentioned like you're their time to share their voice. So what what do they want to share? Like just off the top of your head, what do you want to scream from the top of the roof? But <laughs> you know what I mean I'm more of a mountaintop kind of girl yeah okay that's what, yeah I was gonna say from the top of the cliff and then uh, my 
and then roof just came out but what I visualized was you on the top of a cliff (laughs) okay this is gonna sound so cheesy (laughs) like literally the first thing that popped up was like we can all get along we are all the same and we are more similar than we are different and we can find a way to all like coexist you know and just I don't know I think there it's it's hard for me because I know that's problematic like coming from a white woman these days but I also feel like this deep core root of we all come from the same source and how can we find the balance of respecting the differences and holding space for the unique expressions of the human experience but also allow some acceptance around like we're all the same so yeah I don't know that's like the big thing that comes up for me and I think my ancestors it just like was never the right time or maybe they like I don't know I just think of colonialism again and like um this kind of force like we're all the same it's fine you know I think that's like what they tried to do in the past when I think of my ancestors energy yeah yeah that's so interesting I feel like you have this like rebel energy inside of you uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> and, and, and like I don't see rebel in a bad way I say rebel in like a you know questioning the system but maybe um not knowing how to express that vocally but like internally like questioning the system and like wanting to rebel and find a way to fight back but not knowing how to that's the energy I get yes I would definitely agree and I think I also get caught up in fear of saying the wrong thing so I think Mm -hmm. I like silence myself a lot more often than I want to because I don't want to fall into that old trap of my ancestors and like kind of be too forceful around things you know but I think it's also a matter of educating myself yeah yeah I think I need to trust that I'm gonna say things in a way that needs to be said and also take that accountability and learn when the time is right for that as well you know yeah and maybe spirit is just guiding me to say it so that I can learn from it you know yeah Yeah. and just being rooted in a space of empathy you know like Mm -hmm. when we're whenever we're speaking, making sure we're staying in a place of love and gratitude and empathy for others. Um, and just staying rooted, like we said, in that intention of raising the collective, the rays of the collective, like just really thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can I share something that also has been on my mind just from a podcast recently? Yeah. That I think relates to some of this. And I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. It was this woman, her name was Carrie Kay, and she is Australian, and she was kind of like channeling some stuff on this podcast, sharing an experience of ascension and what she thinks the collective ascension is going to look like. And Mm -hmm. she was basically describing it as like a blast of light from the sun and we have been talking about this with the Schumann resonance the spikes in the Schumann resonance so for anyone who doesn't know the Schumann resonance is the earth's frequency and it's been spiking it's been getting higher and higher for years now and a couple weeks ago maybe a month ago at this point the way it was spiking on the graphs that they keep track of looked like sacred geometry and you and I have been talking about how the like these solar flares and things are like inputting more light into us 
And that's how we are ascending. And that's basically what this woman was talking about because we, our physical beings are being able to hold more capacity for light that we're able to heal faster. We're able to transcend these generational things faster because we have more of a capacity for light. Mm. I think that's like you and me together. Like we are the best level up of our all of our ancestors so like us coming together in this lifetime this time period where humans have more capacity for healing and humans have more capacity for light maybe we're supposed to do something around these things you know yeah and also I just think about the impact we both want to have generationally and like since we we both want to heal different groups of the collective but at the same time together like you know, like we bounce ideas off of each other. And so I feel like we want to do that healing separately and come together and kind of unite it um, is what I'm getting. And so when you talk about solar flares, it makes me wonder, like, if we're getting all this energy from the sun and it's helping us to raise our vibration, how that ties into global warming. And like, if we're getting Mm -hmm. this and there's just this extra heat and energy, like our is our ascension contributing to global warming in a different way and like Mm. how that could affect us so that's just a thought I don't know how it all ties together but it popped into my head and I just have to say it (laughs) yeah I totally could see the connection there because I think the earth is ascending as well and I don't quote me on this but I saw something a while ago that said climate change is a natural thing that the earth ebbs and flows through regardless of us so while we have done a lot of damage i think it's interesting that earth is going through this process with the sun on its own as well Mm. and i do think we probably play a part in that yeah in our ascension and that, that makes sense because i think i've mentioned to you this to you before like the cycles of societies and civilizations and like Um, how there's like just this drastic change in the climate that's usually like triggers oh yeah the climate triggers some sort of change in stability for humans or their evolution and their ascension and so it can be like a tornado or an earthquake but I always think about that and I wonder if this is like because it's a collective it's like the whole world has to heat up for it to be a collective shift for our society Mm -hmm. and our future and our ascension yeah and there's this pattern of the collective shifts like big revolutions and movements happening when there's huge solar flares and astrology too like yes of course pluto and it's pluto i think it's with pluto pluto being in aquarius i think is the big thing that's you know hasn't happened since like the 1700s same time as the american revolution and we're going through that again where it's like power to the people yeah is it the American or French I think both happened in like the ish ish (laughs) (laughs) right there was lots of revolutions okay that's all we need to know there was revolting (laughs) (laughs) but something else I was gonna say is um oh I lost it oh um you and I have been talking lately about heat 
and yeah. like how we know we're healing because we just are like hot and that happens a lot in reiki too at the end people feel like sweaty because you're taking in all of this energy and yeah. someone that i did my reiki attunement with she said like that's my healing heat and so i think that does fit for climate change yeah yeah my healing heat oh we're healing oh we're yeah. reiki <laughs> I love the thought of that. It just like makes me so happy. <laughs> right. It's a really interesting reframe on client change. On it really change. is. <laughs> yeah. Just something to think about. Right. Did you see the Congress hearing with UFOs? Um, that they found some stuff. Well, yeah, the government is like finally admitting that they've been hiding this from us I for years. That we already knew. I mean, yes, we've known it forever, but it's like <laughs> that they're finally like cluing us in a little bit. And it, did yeah. you, the guy who was doing the interview was so nervous. Like he was really watching his words and he was very like, I can't speak on that in public. And he, whenever he would say something like that, his eyes would get huge and he'd be really like unsure of himself. Like, I feel like he's, he's seen some shit. Probably, probably. So just to put that out there, it's happening. We are becoming aware of extraterrestrial life. I mean, I think a lot of us have believed in it for a while, but the government is admitting yeah. that it's not a conspiracy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Where do we come from? It reminds me of the Pleiadian stuff. The Pleiadians are all about like respect and you can engage in a world together without all of this conflict and you can find ways to hold space for each other and respect who you are as a being and all live in harmony and I think that just fits perfectly for everything that we've been talking about today and I think we probably have Pleiadian blood or yeah. something going on <laughs> yeah yeah that's so true I would have to I like want to look into my chart to learn more about that mm -hmm. so interesting um and also just like I did you ever watch the movie Arrival no but you were telling me about it recently right yes yes you should watch it because basically it's like these aliens arrive to different parts of the world um and their whole goal is to unite us as a civilization because yes. they and I feel like you'll like it too because like they basically communicate through time and memory oh my god so like you can see your future you can go back to your past like there like there is no like everything is kind of and that's how you know you're like speaking their language is because you can time jump basically and like that's how they communicate yes um, and it's so cool and so I um but that's like their goal is to make us more of a collective and unite all of us and unite all of the major places yes. so that we work together because they say in the future they will need our help to save them so like they want to unite us now and become strengthened so that we are one so then in the future when they need our help we are able to assist them wow I, I love that. Yeah. yeah. And it reminds me of what we said in the last podcast around like neurodivergence being a gift of like something that we're meant to bring to our collective to help us evolve. Mm -hmm. um, each of us having special like messages that yeah. people need to hear. And it's also giving me interstellar when they talk about they and, and then he finds out at the end that like they is him, yeah. you know, and reaching yeah. through time to communicate yeah. to himself, which yeah. also 
the Tesseract in Interstellar is how I visualize the Akashic Records and kind of all of these little glimpses of time that you can tap into. Yeah. Oh, the music, like the strings. That's what I kind of like. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. I'm literally having one of those moments where my brain is like connections connections but I have to just like let it fall into place I can't speak (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly what you mean because I it's like a a reboot (laughs) right (laughs) oh my god I'm gonna have to think about that and digest that thought for a while yeah (laughs) next episode we might come back to this right I definitely think we need to do a separate episode on like timeline jumping and things like that because I feel like there's a lot more to say and probably more that we need to learn on these things you know yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and we could always do hyperfixation on interstellar or like oh yes dr strange or like oh my god you know i love dr strange (laughs) (laughs) so that's always an option just putting it out there um heard 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 yeah um at least for me physically i've been having more channeling moments and just like energetic shifts and I think that's also why we've become more comfortable with even the dialogue with the podcast you know like really using this platform to share the light that's being put into us and um allow us to connect with others more yeah I feel the energy of the momentum coming you know like we're really and especially it's summer I already feel the strength of the sun because you know I'm a Leo <laughs> like this is my time I feel the most powerful in the summer um so there's just this momentum that is coming of like really using the sun to charge yourself right now and using that energy that the sun is putting into you to charge and share it with other people yeah. and it's like it's like we're powering up we're powering up for right. the next level of ascension, you know, going from yes. three to four, like we're, we're leveling up. Yes. And that's exactly what she was talking about is this transition from 3d to 4d and eventually 5d. And we're trans, the thing that we're going to be transcending is fear. So the yeah. reason why we're going to be in this 5d world where our desires and manifestations can come to life so quickly is because we're living in a state of love. Yeah, more consistently yeah. and I think that's what the sun is doing for us with some of these solar flares and the human resonance and everything yeah it's sending us love and with love comes more gratitude and I mean that makes sense too the other day when my rose quartz and uh-huh. bracelet broke it was like we've observed a lot of love and gratitude like <laughs> at capacity right now so it's just like this shit broke and it was like okay yeah <laughs> Now we're on to the next level of love and gratitude. Right. And for me, my red jasper broke my red jasper bracelet. So that's like root chakra grounding, which for me has been my recent work around like finding a new sense of home within myself, finding a new sense of security in these new values of who I am as a woman, you know, and So I feel the same about my red Jasper. It was like, okay, you, this is your old energy. We don't want to ground in this energy anymore. So I need to find a new grounding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
yeah it's time to go shopping I, I literally was gonna text you the other day like we need to plan our next day because I need some stones and I need a new bracelet yeah yeah dangerous but I'm so down you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's exciting and yeah I've just been um it, it's so crazy too um how I know I've really just been feeling this moment of love and gratitude is I've been crying more and 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 I don't even want to say crying I want to say weeping because they're different like a cry is like yes. you know like weeping is different it's just a couple of tears mm-hmm. and also like where the tears fall like if they fall from the inside the mid to the out like they're different type yeah. of tears. um and so but really it's like one of my really good friends her and her husband just opened a restaurant and I found myself crying of love and like just admiration for them achieving their goals and every time I think about how much I love my friends and like love certain people and relationships I I just cry a little bit because I'm just like I just have so much love and energy and that's something I would not have done in the past um Absolutely. I would not have wanted people to see me be emotional or I would have labeled it as weak but now it's just like there's so much energy in my body and so much love and gratitude filling in my body that I need to just release it in some tears, like mm-hmm. just to release out a couple of tears because I'm just overflowing with this love and gratitude and energy. So I definitely yeah. feel all of that. <laughs> I feel the same, but I think mine are like more moments of like grief that I never allowed myself to feel kind of mm-hmm. always like pretending like everything is fine and this is just the way it is and just moments lately and I love what you said it's weeping it's not this like uh crisis chaotic crying it's like a wave of emotion that just washes over me and I allow it to flow and within two minutes I'm like okay on to the next thing this is a good day like it's not it's not offsetting it's just a wave of emotion that I allow myself to feel and then it's like okay little Courtney you yeah you good you had your moment now we're moving on (laughs) emotions energy and motion just gotta let it flow and out and let it be and do what it needs to so Mm -hmm. so with the time that we have left do we want to bring it back to the cards and talk about some final reflections uh yeah do you want to go first so it was temptress peace balance yeah temptress is the first card peace balance in mind body and spirit which I feel like also fits with what we were just talking about they just covered that (laughs) yeah yeah, that's definitely what we were just talking about um and then the eight of wands um which is sudden action must be taken um and then we have the ten of wands which is releasing burdens that are not yours to bear which I feel like fits the generational things that we were talking about Mm -hmm. um, that we no longer need to bear and then also just like the eight of wands and taking action like I feel like we're definitely feeling the energy to take action yes but sudden also just feels like um it feels so short and not thought out but maybe that's what it's meant to be like when I kind of like today yeah yeah like today like we didn't really plan this is definitely sudden (laughs) um which I guess this is an example of sudden action you know we're still taking action and sharing what's coming to us directly in the moment instead of planning 
um, our conversation. So I think that's fitting. I just, yeah, I'm going to have to sit with that one. To me, it's a reminder. It's like, I wasn't expecting to talk about these things today. These are things that you and I set an intention for to talk about on the podcast, but I did not expect it to come this soon. <laughs> yes. And I think that is the sudden action that's happening right now is like, here you go. You know, you're a couple episodes in, but you're going to start talking about these things. And so it's, it's a little bit surprising, but I'm proud of us for just tapping into the moment and channeling what we wanted to say. Yes, me too. Honestly, I don't know the the tarot reading we got together has just been popping in my head so much during this discussion and conversation. Mm-hmm. And you know, like the way she spoke about how we would the the direction we would go with the podcast, and yeah, I think that we were trying to check a lot of boxes in the beginning, and and mm-hmm. we were just like flowing and learning and like you know getting used to it. And now it's like okay, now we we feel safe in this space, so let's just let us be authentic and share without as much preparation and just say what we have to say, because that is how this started was us having these conversations with each other and we wanted to share them. So it's getting back to, again, our roots. Like, I feel like that's been a big topic of right. like taking sudden action in line with our roots and our true intention. Yeah. That's wow. what I think. This turned out very nicely. <laughs> we should do this more often. I love it I love it it. and I just want to shout out to you I'm so proud of you and how you've grown in the short amount of episodes that we've had you know like with strengthening your voice and your heart and your connection and trusting yourself and I just Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you and I love watching you grow and find strength in your voice because I think that you have such a kind heart and so much to share. And I think that everyone deserves to hear it. So I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I just want to cry. I just want to send that. I'm going to cry too. <laughs> Here we go. We're crying. I know. I know. See, this is an example. We're weeping. This is an example. Right. It's like joyful oh. weeping, you know? Yeah. And it's like, this is, this is an exact example of what I was saying is that when I see my friends and like people around me growing and I see them ascending and rising, I'm just like, oh, good for you. <laughs> Let me just like, like weep a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for saying that. And thank you for being such a friend that holds space for me to grow in that way. Cause you've been a big encouragement and seeing who I truly am and helping me bring that out so thank you anytime well any last minute songs random thoughts (laughs) (laughs) quotes that you want to share so you know what's coming to my mind which is funny because it's an inner child movie that I rewatched recently the song at the end of goofy where he has like this moment with his dad and it's if we listen to each other's hearts we'll find we're never too far apart that makes me want to watch the goofy movie right we're listening to each other's hearts we are that's how we communicate is through our hearts so (laughs) maybe we'll evolve to the point where we won't need words anymore we'll just like everyone will be able to sense our energies in our heart energy and frequencies and we'll just be community. I mean, we already do, but it's like, if we'll evolve to a point where we won't need um, language or words to communicate mm. and we'll just use energy and frequencies to communicate with each other, 
because I feel like and in a lot of places like in Japanese culture they use phrases to explain things instead of just a single word which I feel like is fitting because sometimes a certain energy or feeling can't be like right. down into a specific word so mm-hmm. if we can just be able to communicate through frequencies and feelings and sensations we would understand so much more which yeah. is like I feel like we would just we'd really be able to get it on a deeper and stronger level and it's a deeper knowing of what the feeling is without having to put language to it which if yeah. we think about it isn't that probably how we started yeah yeah as humans before we developed all these different languages like there probably was some level of just communicating through energy you know yeah and if you think about just the cosmos that's that's all that's happening up there is communication through energy and I think our human brain needs the language but maybe that's part of the ascension is to evolve to less language and communicate through love yeah wow I could definitely see that happening and I I feel like that is like I know there are tribes in Africa that it's the same thing like Mm -hmm. they can't put a word on a feeling or a meaning like it just it's a phrase because it's an experience and it's like we kind of lost some of that through evolution and colonialism and like power dynamic and everything um especially um when like you know I feel like Europe and everything everyone wanted to make one language and erase all the other languages which takes away the meaning and the intention behind our differences um culturally and so I feel like we instead of now's our time to learn from each other is basically what I'm saying yeah yeah (laughs) now's our time to learn from each other and we don't need just one language because like we have many but I think that the frequency of our energies could be a great way for us to communicate and understand each other yeah it all is coming full circle (laughs) (laughs) again stuff to sit with it's like we don't need to have the answers and solutions right now but it's just things to get our minds going and to sit with and the answers will come later but again just gotta get it out (laughs) yeah and and all of this is just an affirmation that we're doing the right thing yeah yeah I love that all about the intentions (laughs) yes Okay, well, I think we're going to wrap up for today. If there's anything that we talked about that you want to hear more on, any, you know, words or phrases that you want us to explain a little bit more, please let us know. We'd love to make sure that, you know, there's understanding on these topics that we're diving into because we tend to, we already know what we're talking about. So if there's anything that we need to further define, please let us know and We love all of you and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Spiritually Divergent. If this conversation resonated with you, please share it with your friends and your community and be sure to leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at Spiritually Divergent. If you have a topic you want to hear more about or any suggested guests for us, send us an email at spirituallydivergent at gmail.com and we will include all of that information in the show notes as well. We'd love to hear from you as we begin building this community.
pause really quick. I'm gonna take a sip of water. I'm gonna set an intention of channeling from my heart and grounding in my root to support my sacred energy and allow that to express through my heart and my throat. Oh yeah, speak that into this water. Yeah. Into this water we are channeling today from our heart. We are grounded. 